Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. So, essential or non-essential? That is a question for a lot of shops at the moment, uh, those uh, particularly who are remaining open. The Taunish de Leo Varadkar has said it is unfair for shops to sell non-essential items while others are closed due to the current restrictions. But how do you feel about this? And indeed, how do retailers and others feel about it? We have Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland uh, on the line and listeners Alice Louise and Amanda are with us uh, as well to chat about it. Um, Duncan, um, what shops are considered essential? Is there some sort of formula here? Because obviously some shops will sell certain items that are essential and other items that most certainly are not. Yeah, look, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Uh, I mean, look, roughly speaking, the the shops that are essential are things like uh, food shops, uh, pharmacies, uh, and hardware shops that provide uh, hardware goods for the construction sector and so on. Uh, those are the ones that have, in effect, remained open as essential. Uh, everything else, in effect, uh, uh, as from last month, uh, last Thursday, rather, uh, was classed as non-essential um, and therefore, you know, should be should be closed. So all your clothing shops, all your gift shops, all your um, bookshops and all of that sort of thing should, in effect, be closed other than for things like click and collect and e-commerce, you know, ordering online and so forth, or or picking something up in an emergency, things like that. Um, it's incredibly difficult, and and it's something that over the last, literally the last two months, uh, in retail excellence uh, with our members, we've been lobbying government to say, look, this is crazy. This is the time of the year that seventy percent of of profits are made by retailers, and and surely, how do you differentiate between? Uh, something being essential uh, at this time of the year or not. It, it is a di- very difficult situation, but, uh, you know, and it is, it's really difficult to understand um, what category some retailers fit into at this moment in time. Yes, because, I mean, obviously you go into certain places. I mean, one of the rumours that we've heard around Limerick is that some places have suddenly started to sell masks and are using that to mask the fact that when you go in, excuse the pun, uh, you can also buy other things. Yeah, and, and look, we were pushing this uh, towards the end of last week. What was very evident uh, as this uh, regulation came into force last Thursday morning was that uh, there were certainly some retailers that were trying to find a loophole in it. And that was partly because uh, some of the clar- we were thinking, seeking clarification from government because what was on the gov.ie website um, you know, wasn't that clear. So we spent literally two days seeking lots of clarification, and there were retailers that clearly were doing, you know, some um, trying to find loopholes. Now, what we said uh, certainly over the weekend was that there needs to be a level playing field for all, and that the only way around this was if everybody, you know, abided by the rules, frankly, and and that's what uh, we were asking for on Friday. So, in some respects, we were pleased when the Tornister came out with his statements over the weekend saying that. Um, this would be enforced. But, of course, that's added some complexity because now the guards are going into stores and, and they're the ones that are saying this, this is essential and this is not essential. And that has certainly caused some confusion over the last couple of days. Why? Because do they not have a definitive list? Well, they have a list, but, uh, you know, if you take a pharmacy shop, for example, um, that sells medicines and fragrance, you know, often those products are side-by-side side on the shelves. So, in effect, 
you know, it's very difficult for a retailer to, to segregate those those items. You know, they're, they're very often quite, quite mixed. So, you know, that, those, those are some of the problems that we're facing. And it's got down to a point where, you know, literally we're looking for a, a more of a common sense approach on this because obviously we've got to last through the next six weeks in effect. Yeah, the other thing is that we're talking to Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland. The point was made to me yesterday. What about kids' clothes or kids' shoes? You know, six weeks can be a long time in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. And and you would you would think that those would be classed as essential, wouldn't you? But but actually, under the guidelines, they're not essential. No clothing is is not classed as essential. Um, but you know, retailers over the last, as you as you pointed out earlier, retailers over the last six or eight months have been very active. Um, to go online. So there's been, you know, in quarter two alone, there was something like 56% increase in the number of .ie domain registrations made. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of activity online. And, and that's really where the government are, I guess, trying to, to put people is to say, look, you know, online is, is, is open. Look up quickly the most bizarre we go, clothing example we had in South Africa um, with I, the restriction. Sorry, that was, who's this? Sorry? Who, who's talking to me there? Oh, Sorry. I thought I was on mute. I uh, know that's okay. I, I have, I have, I have Alice Louise and Amanda on as well. Apologies. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I was on mute. Um, I, I was uh, just uh, with the essential clothing. Uh, I think we can all agree children's clothes, especially infant clothing, should be essential. But then, if you start making lists of what clothing is essential and not, you end up with these bizarre, convoluted. Uh, restrictions that, for example, we had in South Africa um, during the South African lockdown where you could buy T-shirts but not golf shirts unless the golf shirt was sold with a jumper or a jacket. I mean, it was it was so bizarre that it prompted uh, satire cartoons from the country's <clears throat> leading political satirist. It was just, it, it was insane. So, but, like, how do you decide what's essential? Like, you know, okay, I would say underwear is essential, but is silk knickers essential? Probably not. You know, sexy lingerie? Probably not. But like regular underwear? But who who decides and where do you draw that line? Yeah, what about that, Duncan? Look, again, it, it's really difficult. And I think this is why we are uh, going back to government and going, look, actually, <clears throat> you know, it, it, everything should be classed as essential at this time of the year. Um, you know, you either got to go one way or you've got to go the other. The, the, the government has, that's why the government has turned around and said, look, clothing is non-essential. Um, but I absolutely take your point that, you know, certain things, if you've got a child's, uh, children's clothing and things like that, absolutely, you know, those things should be able to be purchased. And that's why the government has kept the, the online side of it open. But, you know, from outside in retail excellence, representing 2,000 uh, two thousand odd uh, retail members. You know, we do think it is, it is it is pushing it, and you know, we would like to see this opened up as quickly as possible. And you know, we've got six weeks of this at the moment, but hopefully by sort of four weeks in, we'll start to see some light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you know, retailers have done what everything that's been asked of them since March, and continue to do so. The compliance with this actually across the board is, you know, is very high, despite some of the stories that we're hearing. So. It is, but it is a very difficult and a very confusing situation, and we're seeking more more clarity from government at the moment. Right. Um, Alice Louise, what do you make of it? Um, I think it's crazy, and I know you can shop online, but um, some people have large families, and then you're paying the extra cost for delivery. For instance, my sister has 12 children. Now, how can she shop online for 12 children and get the right sizes and get them all delivered. And it, it's extra money to have them delivered. And I have four grandchildren for birthdays this week, one with autism. 
And I would have liked to pick something out for her myself, something she likes musical and light. And I can't do that. You know, I can't get her anything because I want to have it in my hand and make sure it's safe, not something I picked up online. Now that's interesting. You know? So for you, the, the, it's, it's the, the physical connection to the product that's important. 100%. Yes, it is, yeah. You want to have it in your hands, especially for her, as I said, and make sure, you know, that it's good make and it's safe and, you know, I can give it to her, but I couldn't get her anything, so we'll have to wait for the six weeks. But, you yeah, know, it's I, hard when it's their birthday and they're looking and they're, they're waiting for presents, you know. Of course, uh, we're chatting to listeners Alice Louise and Amanda and Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland is on the line as well. And that's something that's almost faded into the background in the middle of uh, the pandemic, uh, Duncan, the fact that um, online shopping has its limitations. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, people have often said, is this the end of bricks and mortar shopping and, you know, the end of shops as we know it? And I don't think that is the case for exactly um, what the ladies just said there. You know, ex- retailing is, is experiential, isn't it? You know, you, you use all your senses when you're shopping properly. And, you know, we talk about retail therapy. Um, you know, retail therapy is about actually going in and enjoying it and, and feeling the product and deciding and putting it up against something else and making all those decisions and going for that coffee before you make the purchase. It, all of those things have gone at the moment, and, and that's really, really sad. Um, and, you know, the, the point was made earlier, actually, about uh, just I was listening to what you were saying around, um, you know, what it's going to be like at the end of November, beginning of December, and how busy shops are going to be. And again, that's something we've been pointing out to the government, that how frenzied shopping is going to be in those final four weeks before Christmas. So it all really points out down to the fact that, um, you know, we need to get retail back up and running as quickly as possible and get back into to, to, to what we know best. And yet we do have to abide by the rules over these next six weeks, get the, 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 the virus under con- some semblance of control, and at least we then have standards. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, Duncan, when you said earlier that, you know, maybe at four weeks of the restrictions, there might be light at the end of the tunnel, what did you mean? So I think the conversations we've had with government and with the Tornister, they're certainly looking at a, at a four-week point at which they, they're saying, um, you know, we, we review where we're at. Um, and certainly at that point, we'd like to see some roadmap forward in terms of how those restrictions are going to be lifted. So a, cl- a, cl- a prime example for... So a, not brought uh, forward necessarily, but at the six-week point, are we going to go back to level three or are we going to back, go back to possibly. level three with some exemptions? Yeah, look, we, we just don't know. But, uh, but certainly at four weeks, we should have a very clear indication of where this is going in terms of the virus and whether we're suppressing it. And it's at that point that we really need to be knowing from government. So, look, exactly how are you planning to do this? Are you going back to level three? Um, you know, can can we, for example, start appointment shopping where people are making appointments, go into a shop and do their shopping that way? So it's all controls. You know, there are all various ways that we can we can we can manage the lifting of this. Um, and for us, it really probably starts in four weeks' time rather than in six weeks' time. Right, um, Amanda. I mean, overall, do you agree with these restrictions? Um, I, I'm not sure that retail was a particularly virulent um, source of spreading. You know, possibly uh, they could have done a little better crowd control in the few shops that I did go into. But um, I don't. I don't think retail particularly was uh, 
a big source of spread. So not really. And I mean, if I was a small struggling retail store, I would absolutely be looking for loopholes, you know, put a table in the front selling bread and milk and suddenly I'm essential. And uh, so I'm not surprised shops are looking for ways around it. But the thing is, you're not essential for all the non-essential products. That's the point. Well, yes, uh, and, and and there we go back to the what what do you class yes. as essential? Which is <laughs> exactly, not yeah, everyone yeah. agrees with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, listen, Amanda and Alice Louise Limerick today, listeners. Thank you very much, Duncan Graham from Retail Excellence Ireland. We appreciate uh, uh, your time as well. Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety five. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.